after a few uh, after a few uh, I can't speak hello and welcome to creeping it real the show where we watch the scary things so you don't have to I'm Michelle and today I am joined by Lou hello and we watched the 2017 film mayhem if you have not seen this movie we are gonna be spoiling it completely so either pause the video go watch and come back or just watch us talk about it and then go watch the movie <laughs> um Either so it works for us yeah whatever feels good for you if you don't like scary stuff i'm sure it won't be scary if you hear us explain it and lou is going to explain the whole movie for you right now so you don't All even right. have to watch it <laughs> so bear with me i'm terrible at this uh so like michelle said mayhem is a 2017 i guess it's a horror action comedy it's definitely more of a dark comedy it was directed by Joe Lynch, and it stars Stephen Ewan, who was Glenn in The Walking Dead. Uh, and more recently, he is the voice of Invincible in the Amazon series. It also stars Samara Weaving, who was in The Babysitter or Ready or Not. Both pretty good movies. So the movie is about Derek Cho, who works in a very corporate environment, and a virus called the ID7 has been, has been spreading, spreading throughout the world. The virus basically kind of removes everyone's inhibitions. It's kind of like a rage virus, but it's not lethal. But the thing is, it gets people really violent. So, you know, everybody is driven to murder people if they get pissed off. Uh, So Derek meets Melanie Samara Weaving, who was a client desperate to pay back a loan. Derek, of course, was a bit of a dick in the beginning because of all the corporate stuff. He was, he went from like, hopeful to just kind of miserable. Um, He refuses Melanie's request to extend the loan. He even calls security on her to escort her out. And then later on, Derek finds out that a screw up in a legal case was blamed on him by this person, this character called Kara, who was also called the siren. He goes to see her and their boss, uh, but the boss takes the siren side side which eventually causes Derek to get fired and uh, as he was leaving their office basically people came in and the building was quarantined and they weren't allowed to leave the building for eight hours while they were pumping some sort of a cure gas Uh, and of course people being in that tight space chaos ensues Derek attempts to go upstairs to meet with the board to plead his case he was quickly denied and was locked up in the basement where Melanie was also taken. The two meet, they butt heads, but eventually they worked it out. And after incapacitating two guards, Derek and Melanie planned to get upstairs to get revenge on those responsible for their situation. Uh, the two basically needed to get a couple of key cards, one to get to one level, who uh, the guy that fired him has one of the key cards. And then there's one more that the siren has to eventually get to the board of directors. So after a fury of fights, the bloodied pair eventually reaches the top where Derek takes on the CEO. I guess he's the CEO, right? He was, he's like the mm-hmm. big boss. Yeah. And Melanie takes- Referred on, to as the yes. boss. <laughs> uh, the Melanie takes on the woman who was responsible for his misfortune. Uh, they both emerge victorious as the eight hour lockdown ends. And since they could not be blamed because of the virus, they were basically pardoned for all the killing that happened in this movie. And that's it in a nutshell. 
Yeah. This this movie is fun. I'm not gonna lie. This movie is so fun. Absolutely. Um, just oh man, the the corporate aspect of this movie like speaks to my soul. But um, no, I just think it's really entertaining because it takes place in this big corporation and we see uh Derek's character just like even that intro of him being beaten down by the corporation because he shows up he's all like that was great gung, I love that part. gung-ho to work his job and then you can see like the bags under his eyes and just like how downtrodden he is and just like the the weight on his shoulders um I think it's important to note which I just thought was really cool and the thing I liked about this movie in general like the virus thing's cool but the fact that they actually answered because my question always at the end of horror movies is like how do you actually get away with like the horror that happened because even say like in a movie where you're defending yourself if you murder like eight people in defense of yourself like you know what's gonna happen and I like that this movie actually like gets that out of the way immediately because they established that Derek is actually the one who found the loophole loophole, in the defense of the first person who committed murder because of the virus um, so this person was able to get get away with murder because of the virus. And now it's just a thing that you can get away with murder because of the virus. So that way we can go into this absolute cluster bloodbath, like mayhem for lack of a better word. And there's no like, there are no strings. It's just straight up murder because you know you can get away with it. And that's, it's what makes this movie, I think just like literally so fun considering it's really really bloody and violent it's just really fun yeah big note to add to that is that despite being extremely violent and bloody it was not gory so you know people sometimes don't like that type of gore but this movie was just really bloody and very violent without the gore yeah yeah it wasn't like super gratuitous like you get the blood splatter like crazy but it's in that funny horror comedy mm-hmm. kind of way that it's like that's a lot of blood but it's not really <laughs> much else like you don't necessarily see too many gaping wounds or yeah. things of that nature but you're seeing people get straight up murked even the uh, <laughs> the the scissor on the hand was like the the camera was perfectly placed mm-hmm. where you couldn't really see you know that it happened but it's you know not yeah. gory yeah totally i mean there's one that i would potentially disagree with a little bit which is my favorite murder in the entire movie. Um, So I think we'll just jump into like our favorite and least favorite thing. So my favorite thing was the murder of the character, the Reaper, who is Lester from HR. He's the person who fired Derek and he's the first person they need to get the key card from. So Derek and Melanie go into his office. He's the one who stabs Derek through the hand with the scissors. And then he tackles Melanie to the floor and she takes the buzzsaw to his like, chest area and it is bloody so we see it from behind his shoulder because he's on top of her so we just see her screaming in like joy as she's getting just doused in blood from this dude and it's so like it's that scene is long like the shot of her getting doused in his blood is long and I just I love her reaction to it because it like these characters are unhinged because of the virus and the amount of fun she's having like having this dude's blood splatter into her eyes and face is hilarious to me i just adore that death it's my favorite scene in the movie by far i just think it's so good 
Um, I don't particularly have a favorite death, but if there was one, it was it was the same as yours because of that. Saw was in there for a really long time. But the, my favorite, I guess, the, the, the fight scene between it was Derek and Melanie. And then when the siren came out with like a bunch five, of other employees. Yeah. yeah. And there was like a standoff and they just started fighting. That was, I, lo- I love that. The, the standoff, I love that part. That was, that was a really good one. I liked the improvised weaponry. <laughs> Anytime that happens in a horror movie, like it's either really, really good or really, really bad. And in this case, obviously, it's a horror comedy. They're going to be successful in the weapons they land with. So the fact that she's using a nail gun like a gun is really great. Like her shooting across the hallway and then the Reaper blocking it with his cane and it just like hits right. It would have murdered him. So fun. So fun. Um, I think my least favorite scene or like death or sequence is it's actually the death of the boss. That's Okay, good. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, do you want you say what your reasoning is, and I'll see if I probably agree with it. Well, it was because it was kind of anticlimactic. Like, they had the fight where uh, the boss took the uh, the the golf club, and then he had uh, the the scissor, the half of the scissor, and then they just duke it out, and eventually he gains the upper hand, and eventually just pushes them off. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh expecting the last fight to be sort of the best one it was actually kind of the worst one it wasn't you know like bad but it was compared to the other death scenes or the other fights in the movie that was yeah that was the worst one yeah exactly and like we as you had said it's not necessarily gory but it's bloody and it's violent and why is it the big bad like the boss we've been after this entire time gets the least bloody death Mm, yes yep Yep, we don't really see him die like he hits the ground but we don't really see do you know what i mean he doesn't get chopped up he doesn't get stabbed he doesn't get like he got really... away easy is is what yeah. i'm trying to say that was that, yeah, that, like that the was siren got her dang tongue cut out and she got stabbed up by her assistant <laughs> like that was nuts even derek's friend gets a nail in the back of the head like everyone dies bloody except for the boss like the guy we're trying to kill this entire movie somehow just like falls to his death not like somehow he gets pushed to his death but like really you didn't want to like stab him with a pencil or like i don't don't know it had to be like uh if if they saved one gory death in that movie that should have been on the boss yeah no absolutely and then also I, i would even say to wrap up melanie's story her killing like uh, I forget the woman's name that she was trying to kill. Irene. We don't even see her death. Yeah. She doesn't even get an on-screen death. So the two big people that they're trying to kill, the driving factor of the entire movie, one of them falls to their death. The other one, we don't even get to see her die. Did they just like blow the budget on like the gore effects in the first half of the movie? And they're and like all they're of a sudden, like, oh yeah, shit, two more deaths. Yeah. Even even the assistants to the boss, like the two sexy ladies, like they like that was a good stab each other <laughs> yeah. like with, with the it, it, that was nasty like right there they get a good death and then the boss doesn't get a good uh, i don't know like i i think if you're gonna go for that like splurting blood gore fest uh, fun and blood and that it needs to go the entire way like it, the boss death should have been the most outrageous of all of the deaths 
and it's not even close. Especially since you're building up to get to the boss, right? Mm-hmm. And it was, ugh, I wasn't satisfied with that death at all. No, I was so disappointed. I found myself after the movie being like, how should he have died? And like coming up with a list of even more extravagant <laughs> ways for him to have died. Like, could we have used a stapler or like smashed his head in like a fax machine? Like that would have been an office related murder death. That would have been cool. Like, I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't work. I think for the rest of the movie and it made what was up to that point, like such a, like adrenaline climb mm-hmm. kind of just got like, Meh. <laughs> um, so it, it lost it lost some points for me for yeah. sure yeah what would you say like so it's called a horror comedy what would you say makes it like scary or horror the uh i guess i would say is the unpredictability of the people of what they're gonna do because you never expect it it inhibits you like all inhibitions are gone so you know they're coming after you but you don't know how and that's what scares me because uh, there was one point where I put myself like I was just thinking what if I was in that building right now I'd just be scared of what the person next to me would do mm-hmm. whatever's in their hand whatever they're thinking of is just, that that scares me that's what scares me yeah I yeah I mean I think that I think you nailed it because it's important to know with this virus it doesn't necessarily give you violence tendencies immediately that's not where everyone goes because there is that whole like side bit of them getting extremely horny and just like banging yeah. on a desk um so it like it whatever is about to happen whether you're getting like sex, sexual or you're getting violent it's exacerbated by stress mm-hmm. and caffeine and they're in a corporate office and i think that to me is like the thing that makes it scary because it's the stress that makes you violent and i'm like ooh, we're all living such stressed lives right now if coronavirus wasn't a thing and it was this virus like imagine and like of course for those who don't really watch horror movies or this isn't necessarily something you would normally engage in it's very very bloody it's not like yeah, fall level gore it's not like necessarily entrails falling out and like nasty bits but there's a lot of blood and a lot of people getting straight up murdered so that does make it scary if that's something that scares you. Like for me in that context, it doesn't scare me at all. I wouldn't even personally really call it a horror movie. It was more just like it's a borderline. This is dark my comedy. version of a comedy. Like yeah. it was just dark comedy. But if you're susceptible to blood, there's a heck of a lot of it. But if you watch the trailer and you can like sit through the trailer, you can you can sit through the movie, I would say, because it does not shy away from the fact that it's bloody in the trailer. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The trailer yeah. almost gives away the, the, the tone of the movie. So you know what to expect right away. Yeah. I think it's a very, like, the trailer to the movie. Because I watched the movie and then I went back and watched the trailer. And I was like, oh, that is actually such a good representation of what the movie is without fully spoiling it or ruining mm-hmm. it. But it's like, this is what you're going to get when you watch this movie. Uh, it's a really true to the tone of the movie. So I like that. What were mm-hmm. one of your favorite uh things in the movie despite the uh asides the the gore and and the violence i'm sorry no gore besides the violence and the uh the funniness i really liked the the two main characters um <laughs> neither say. of them were like i'm trying to think of a way to phrase this they're not likable but i like them 
like they're very human they're kind of assholes like there's one of the first scenes they have together after their initial altercation is spitting at each other (laughs) and then like literally spitting repeatedly back into each other's faces and then she punches him and tackles him and she's like are you gonna keep being an asshole he's like maybe and I'm like yeah that's what it is because they're not neither of them are likable wholesome characters and I really really enjoy that because I feel you have to be not a likable wholesome character so that when the virus hits they're like sweet I have an excuse to murder everyone because if you're like a likable wholesome character you're not gonna get there probably (laughs) you'll probably be like some people were trying to control their stress like we did see that happening um like there was the scene of the reaper trying to cut his bonsai tree to like stay calm so he didn't just like rage and murder so yeah, the, the unlikable likableness of the main characters was my favorite, for sure. Speaking of the characters, that's what I was going to say too, but it was their chemistry. The, the, mm-hmm. the way they just bounced off each other. Some scenes where they were just talking and then you, Samara Weaving was just in the back and just going, yeah! That's like, one just, of my just favorite those little things. I love those. How they were talking about like Dave Matthews. It's the simple little scenes and, and they just made it work. And it was really, I really liked it a lot. I will say a huge kudos to the director, um, Joe Lynch, because that scene talking about Dave Matthews was actually not part of the script. Really? So, yeah. So I, I was watching an interview with him because I was just, I was just genuinely curious about like his process for this movie because I didn't really know anything else he'd done. Um, he did like Dead End 2, but I was like, not seen it whatever but he talked about the fact that he had asked them the two actors just during like a a downtime on set about their favorite bands and both of them answered in character then he went home that night wrote it into the script came back and was like here's this scene and that was where that scene was born from and I just think that's awesome because it was truly like this this really fun banter between the two characters their banter that's the word I was looking for yes their banter back and forth was amazing yeah yeah for sure uh for sure and yeah joe like joe lynch seeing that opportunity and just being like this fits in the movie let's put it in there was good that is a notable scene as well i really like it kind of like that like breather moment between all of the chaos they're just like let's just talk about music (laughs) and like have a good old time i think that's really fun yeah that's great job a great job on the director then if there's a scene where it's just kind of i guess we can call it the calm before the storm but you're still Mm -hmm. interested in what they're doing then you you did a good job yeah yeah when you take a movie that's all blood and violence and then you give us like a four or five minute scene of just conversation and it works like that's that's impressive i think absolutely i like this movie a lot like lou recommended this movie for us and i'm like how did I not know about this movie? Because it's just, it has become a comfort movie for me. I've actually watched it four times since we originally talked about it like two months ago, I want to say. Um, it has been like my go-to movie of when I'm just like, I want to watch something light. <laughs> like when normal humans would watch a comedy, this is what I watch now. <laughs> and I adore it. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. So thank you. <laughs> I've, uh, I've watched it, I think three or four times too. It's, it's an easily rewatchable movie when you just want to kind of turn your brain off and have a good time. Yeah. So now that we've talked extensively about how much we like this movie, uh, let's give it a score um, out of 10 and then a recommendation of who you think should watch this movie or who would enjoy this movie. Uh, so despite 
the uh the terrible deaths to the bosses i have to give this a perfect five damn uh, who should watch I, it then everyone if it's i it's kind of borderline everything it's borderline it's not it's violent but I, unless it's because we like too much horror that we don't think this is too violent but it it's not too violent it's bloody it's not too bloody and it's not gory so everyone who kind of just wants to have fun in the movie can actually enjoy this Ooh, i the scoring is hard for me and the reason i say that is because like i recognize that i am the like worst for judging a horror movie because of how much i watch mm-hmm. so this to me as far as a horror movie goes is like a three out of five it's it's not it's not a horror movie like it doesn't really make me feel any type of anything scary at all but in terms of just like enjoyment of this movie it's a perfect score for me I think it's just a genuinely enjoyable movie it doesn't like change my life or like make me think about it too much afterwards which I do prefer that from a horror movie like I want to be a little traumatized I want to be a little shaken up I want to not be able to eat during it like that's where I'm at with like my horror movie or horror content consumption at this point so this one doesn't do that for me but as like a entertaining film perfect it's so entertaining it's just so great I would recommend it to anyone who's trying to get into horror movies so if you're somebody who maybe doesn't like supernatural horror and is okay with violence and blood this is a perfect movie to kind of ease you into those other types of movies it's like the gateway drug of horror (laughs) yeah it's a gateway to like gore movies because it's not gory it's bloody and there's a difference like it's violent, but it's not excessive. I mean, it's like, it's the, the language. It's because we watch too much horror. That's why you're having well, trouble describing it. Yeah, it's like it not too. excessive, but like 21 people die in this movie. And like, you see like a lot of murder, but it's not scary in the fact that people are being murdered. It's not like a slasher in the sense that each death is terrifying. Each death doesn't mean anything in this movie like you'll see people die in the background and it means zero and I think that makes it a little bit easier to handle because the violence doesn't feel like violence because there are no stakes because of the virus and all of the like the story elements to it so I think it takes the stress off of people dying so it's good in that sense so (laughs) gateway gateway to gore and violence and blood in horror movies this is your movie to get you there it's step one on many many steps but yes <laughs> so anyone who's a noob to horror this is a good one and if you like to have like a little dark chuckle this will also do that for you so anyone who likes like cabin in the woods tucker and dale versus evil very similar in terms of like the blood and the violence but not necessarily the gore element i love because there's like too. so many bloody deaths in that one too and it's similar concept so yeah this is a good movie. <laughs> I finally get a good movie, guys. Yeah, well, it takes you having to pick it for you to get to get the good movie. Because when I picked the movies, I picked just absolute trash garbage <laughs> for everybody. Because uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I have, I have recommended some, like, actually scary ones. You guys just haven't watched them yet. So we'll get there eventually. We'll get there. Um, so if you watchers viewers listeners of the podcast or whoever it is that's hearing me say this right now if you have suggestions for some really scary things 
some really bloody things, some video games, some whatever horror content you want us to talk about, please let us know in the comments. We would love to hear from you. We would love to take some suggestions and give you a little shout out for giving us the suggestion, which would be awesome. And then, yeah, this is the end of this video. This has been Creeping It Real. We watched Mayhem. I'm Michelle. I'm joined by Lou. And please like, comment, subscribe. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Later.